the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time for Grace to the Bay with Dr. Roger Chen. Dr. Chen is the pastor at Grace Church of the Bay Area, a church committed to glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ through verse-by-verse expository preaching to learn exactly what God has revealed in His Word. Now, here's Dr. Chen with today's message. Well, it's been said, it's how you say something is as important as what you say. For example, these two different statements. Oh, what a cute baby. Versus, oh, don't be such a baby. Same idea, but very different. And this is in the passage that we're going to look at this morning. Which one of those is Paul saying as he calls the Corinthians spiritual babies? Is it good or is it bad? It may be appropriate that on Mother's Day we are talking about babies. But not so appropriate that we are talking about babies in not so great of a light And so to give you a clue of the answer to my question I just posed, we're going to talk about babies, spiritual babies, in a negative way. Specifically, those who are spiritually immature, spiritual infants, who should at this point be spiritual adults. But what does it mean to be a spiritual baby? And is it ever okay to be spiritually immature? Is it ever okay to be a spiritual infant. What causes spiritual immaturity? Well, we're going to answer all of these questions and more in our passage this morning, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. If you're joining us newly for our live streams or have not been part of our church for much time, I want to explain to you For those of you who have been around, you know that uh, perhaps some of you are expecting a special Mother's Day sermon. Uh, It comes to a a point where there are so many holidays that we believe in expository preaching and we just kind of truck right along, except for, of course, the big Christian holidays, uh, Easter, Resurrection Sunday, and Christmas. Uh, In my mind, as a pastor and someone who is passionate about God's Word and is passionate about the spiritual growth of of those in our church, mothers or others, I believe the best way to honor the moms is to continue our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 3 or whatever study we may be in. So follow along as I read for you 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you were not yet able to receive it. Indeed, even now you are not yet able, for you are still fleshly. 
For since there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? For when one says, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not mere men? This morning, in our outline, I want to give you three indications of spiritual infancy. In other words, whether it's okay to be a spiritual infant or not, whether you are a spiritual infant or not, this passage and our outline will give you three indications of what spiritual infancy, spiritual babyhood, what a big spiritual baby looks like and what you should or shouldn't do about that. Our first indication of spiritual infancy is the picture of spiritual infancy. The picture of spiritual infancy. And this morning, we're really going more uh, sentence by sentence rather than verse by verse or phrase by phrase. And we find this first point in verse 1 and the beginning of verse 2. The picture of spiritual infancy. In other words, the description, Paul gives us insight into what it means to be a spiritual baby. Let me read that for you again, stopping at the point where this point in our outline will stop. And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. Verse 2, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food, for you are not yet able to receive it. Now, Paul begins here by referring to his earlier visit when he preached the gospel to them and established the church. At that time, they were new believers, new Christians. The church in general and the world was new, but for the Corinthians, the church was new. This was the first time many of them had heard the gospel. Most of them, if not all of them, had just recently been saved and become Christians. They are new Christians. They are baby believers. And at that time, at that time, there was nothing wrong with them being spiritual infants. It was normal and proper just a few days or months into their genuine salvation to be spiritual infants. And in addressing this time when this was normal and proper for the Corinthians, we get a description of what it means to be infants in Christ. The first thing I want to point out, however, before we move forward with the entirety of the passage, is that phrase, in Christ. This means that they were believers in this time that he's addressing in verse 1 and the beginning of verse 2. As we move through the passage for this morning, he will start addressing the Corinthians in their present state, the time that he's writing this letter. And of course, if they were in Christ back then, they are in Christ now. And the reason I want to point this out to you is because in our discussion this morning of spiritual infancy, understand that the topic, meaning everything that we're going to say, is about true believers. Because we will talk about, because Paul speaks about, believers behaving like unbelievers. But keep in mind, despite this behavior, they are Christians. And that is really the problem. Uh, we don't have a problem with non-Christians acting like non-Christians. Without the Holy Spirit, they cannot act like Christians. We should expect them to do what they do. 
But the problem we're going to see is when Christians act like non-Christians. But back to verse 1. What do we know about spiritual infancy? First, as in normal human physical development, there is a difference between an adult and a baby. And in the same way, there is a difference between a spiritual adult, spiritual men, as he says here, and spiritual babies. And Paul says that because of their previous immature state, he could not speak to them as spiritual men. Rather, he spoke to them as men of flesh, we see in verse 1. That phrase, men of flesh, literally means the fleshy ones, which in this context refers to man's sinfulness and fallenness. Now you understand this, even as a mature Christian, you still sin. How much more when you, are, you were a new Christian and were sinning, even though you had the Holy Spirit at that time, but didn't know maybe even what God wanted you to do. You didn't know the entire spectrum of what was sin and what wasn't. And so you were still sinning. And so we see that believers who are still spiritual infants are those who are believers. So they have a grasp of the basic truths of the gospel. Of course, they have to. Otherwise, they wouldn't be saved. So they have a grasp of the basic truths of the gospel but they are still spiritually young. They are spiritually immature. They are ignorant regarding many, if not most, of the other issues in Scripture. And the problem is not that they were unintelligent. Okay, Physically, these people, for the most part, were adults. They... they could reason and have logic and, and read and understand and be taught and learn. So the problem is not that they were unintelligent. That's not what made them spiritual babies. It's that they were, as Paul says here, they were fleshly. Again, not because they did not have the Holy Spirit, but because they were still, for the most part, living like those who did not have the Holy Spirit. And this is key to understanding what distinguishes a spiritual baby and a spiritual adult. It's not depth of knowledge necessarily. It is lifestyle. Of course, that's connected to depth of knowledge of the scriptures. Now, there's nothing wrong with being in the flesh. However, there is a problem with being fleshly. In other words, there is a problem when you live according to the flesh. Okay? You've probably heard the, the phrase, be in the world, Christian, but not of the world. That means you live in this world. That's okay. You function in this world. You should pay your bills. You should be responsible. You should, you should have a job and raise a family and all of those types of things. Okay? But don't be of the world. Don't live like the world. Don't be driven by the world. Don't be dictated by the world. These are things that uh, we've talked about uh, multiple times um, in this, this very series on the wisdom of God 
versus the wisdom of man. And it's just the same idea here, right? We live in the flesh. There's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's nothing you are supposed to do to remove yourself from your physical fleshly body, okay? The problem, again, is living according to the flesh, and that's what this word is talking about when it says men of flesh or fleshly. It's talking about sin and the lack of obedience, okay? Turn with me to Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 13. If you're not familiar with your Bibles, if you just turn towards the front a few pages, you're going to be in Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verses 12 and 13. And we see the same idea here regarding the flesh. Romans 8, 12 through 13. Follow along as I read. So then, brethren... We are under obligation not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. But if you are living according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Again, all of this is talking about the spiritual aspect of the flesh. Well, back to 1 Corinthians. What does it mean to be men of flesh? We've talked about, we're talking, we're saying that that term refers to sinfulness, sin nature. But to be more specific, to be men of flesh, to be fleshly, means to be motivated by human drives, by human sinful desires. So fleshly doesn't necessarily mean sensuality or sexual sin as it does today. I just bring that up because usually in our uh, in, in 2020 in America, when we say fleshly, we're talking about s- sensuality. Now, in this context of the scripture and in the Greek use of that word, it doesn't just mean that. Of course, it could include that category of sin, but it's not limited to that. Being fleshly can ha- refer to sins that have nothing to do with uh, uh, sex or sensuality, anger, pride, greed, uh, things like that. Okay? So, what he's talking about uh, to uh, the Corinthians is that, excuse me for that, um, we're getting reports that there's a problem with the stream, but on our end it's fine, and it is streaming. So hopefully you guys are getting this. Anyways, back to the idea of fleshly. Since they're uh, giving in to their sins more than to the Spirit, Paul is saying we could not speak to them as to those who are spiritual adults. They are infants in Christ. They are spiritually immature. The picture of infants was actually common imagery in ancient times, in Greek times, okay? Most often, it was related to something similar to this. So when I say it was a a common theme, uh, we're talking about 
uh, not just within scripture and spiritual things, but in any uh, sort of area in life. It was most often related to the theme of progressing and understanding of a particular topic. In other words, moving from a basic or elementary understanding of truth to a more mature and deeper knowledge of that truth, whatever it might be, philosophy, medicine, things like that. Okay, And, and you've used that term or heard people use that term in relation to that, right? I'm just, you know, I'm new at this or I'm just a baby in engineering or whatever it is. Referring to a, a limited depth of understanding and practice. Now, more to our point, when it comes to spiritual things, when someone is still an infant, as Paul continues in verse 2, you give them milk, not solid food, right? It's the same thing in any category. You don't go to your, your first class as a pre-med major and they say, all right, we're going to take you to the OR at the local hospital and give you a scalpel and dive right in. No, you give them milk. You give them the basics. And continuing the comparison to physical development, of course, we know that a newborn baby only drinks milk in the early stages of life. There is an inability to feed them solid food, even pureed food. It's just milk. So the question is, what is spiritual milk? What is it that Paul is referring to when he said, I could not speak to you as spiritual men, as spiritual adults? And keep in mind, it's not that he couldn't teach them other things, it's that it would be pointless. Just like if I threw a threw some uh, some some crunchy snacks or or a steak in front of a, a newborn baby, it's not that I can't prepare that and put it in front of that baby. It just it would be pointless because he can't eat it. So again, what is spiritual milk? Spiritual milk is the good news of salvation. It is the gospel. It is the basic truths of the Christian faith. Right? Yes, it is super important, the gospel, but it is basic. Sin, Jesus, cross, resurrection, that is milk. Good stuff, powerful stuff, foundational stuff, but basic. Milk as opposed to solid food. Well then, what's solid food? Solid food is an understanding of of the entirety of your life in light of the gospel, knowing and living out how the gospel applies to all of life and not just the forgiveness of sins. Okay? So it's, and we'll, I'll elaborate on this more in our next point, but it's seeing everything through the lens of the gospel. To be clear, Paul is not presenting a two-stage system of Christianity or a tiered religion. Okay? You often see that in, in Christian cults, in other religions, where there's a gap or a distance, 
between even certain members of that religion and the lower religions, right? Even between a, 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 rev, a regular parishioner and a priest, there's, there's something different about them. But the scriptures are very clear, right? As a pastor, you and I are the same. We have different roles. Yes, I have an authority in the church, but we are the same. You can confront me. You can talk to me. You have the same Holy Spirit, the same scriptures, the same understanding of scripture that I have. There is not a, a tiered where you're, you're a baby and there's some secret ritual you have to go through or secret school or rites or give a certain amount of money and all of a sudden you're in this higher level. That's not what Paul is saying. Because we know that Paul and Jesus Christ, for that matter, taught all doctrines to all men. See, in his preaching, when you read the Gospels, Jesus didn't just call people to repentance. He taught solid food issues like finances, loving your enemy, even eschatology. Now, to be clear, and again, I'll elaborate later, but these things like having good finances or loving your enemy or, or the end times, it's not just understanding those that makes you spiritually mature, but living those out to the glory of God and living those out in light of the gospel and of your faith. But here's the point. Believers are not baby Christians because they aren't allowed to be taught certain doctrines, but because of their own sin. And Paul says as much with the phrase, for you were not yet able to receive it. That's why Paul didn't give them solid food, because they couldn't accept it. They, 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 it was beyond their spiritual repentance beyond their holiness at that time to receive it. In other words, Paul would have gladly taught them more, but they were still fleshly and young in their faith. So he had to stick to theological milk toast. It would have been pointless to teach them anything else like it would have been, it would be rather to teach calculus to my toddler. I can teach him calculus, but it would be pointless, and he is not yet able to receive it. Again, there is nothing wrong with being a spiritual baby as long as you are recently saved. You are a new believer. But if you've been saved and taught for some time, in other words, taught either through good teachers, but even through reading the Bible and pursuing an understanding of the scriptures. If you're in that place, but you're still only able to digest milk, then there's a problem. When people, if I could give you this example, when, when, when people address uh, maybe that you're you're, you're being too uh, sinful regarding your finances. And you just default to, well, you know, Jesus died for my sins and I know he loves me and, and, and wants the best for me. Then that's a, a, a very spiritually baby way of looking at finances versus 
yes, I need to repent. I need to need to, to handle my finances in a way that glorifies God. Okay? And that problem of being a Christian for longer than a few months, and that's where the analogy falls apart, right? Because a baby is a baby for years. Uh, but a, 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 a Christian can move from spiritual infancy to spiritual maturity, at least to the degree of being able to um, understand and accept deeper doctrines. That should happen within a few months, at least uh, just a year or two at the very most. And that's exactly the problem with the Corinthians. They have been saved for some time, but they are still only able to receive milk. And that's why our second indication of spiritual infancy is the problem of spiritual infancy. Hi, this is Roger Chen of Grace Church of the Bay Area and our radio ministry, Grace to the Bay. I hope that this series on 1 Corinthians has been a blessing to you. And I just want to encourage you as we come to the end of the year, as we look forward to broadcasting our sermons in 2022, would you prayerfully consider supporting us as we are a listener-supported ministry? If the Lord has led you to do that, you can go to our church website, gracebayarea.org, and just click on the giving link. And we are so appreciative. We want to offer this and continue to preach the word and get the truth of God's word out to the greater Bay Area. Even if you are unable to give at this time, would you just go on our website, gracebayarea.org, and send us an email and let us know how we can pray for you or how this ministry has been a blessing to you. Thank you so much, and until next week, have a great Saturday and have a great week. This has been Grace to the Bay with Dr. Roger Chen. Tune in next week for a continuation of this message. Grace to the Bay is the radio ministry of Grace Church of the Bay Area, practicing and proclaiming the purity of biblical truth. You're invited to join them for worship service in San Mateo, Sundays at 11 a.m. Visit the website gracebayarea.org for directions and other information, or to view a live stream of the service. As a listener-supported program, we ask that you consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we can continue to share Pastor Rogers' teaching with you each week. Donations can be made through the website gracebayarea.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.